You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Hey, what's going on, Discovery? So glad that you're hanging out with us this morning. Uh, Before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart uh, to those of you that volunteered to serve the past two Wednesdays distributing food uh, to people in our city. We've, uh, we've had the opportunity to help out hundreds of people. So thank you for being the tangible hands and feet of Jesus. Uh, if you want to get involved, let us know. You can head over to discoverychurch.cc forward slash connect. Or you can email our outreach director, Mike Peterson at m.peterson at discoverychurch.cc. Uh, this is a great opportunity for us to show hope because God knows we are in a time and in a season where people need hope. That's where you say amen. Um, in fact, one, one uh, way that I realize that we are in a time of just super desperation for, for something hopeful uh, was the other day I was at Target and I was uh, going to get ice cream. No, I'm just kidding. It was I was I was I was really getting something essential. I don't want any emails. Please don't email me and say, John, that's not essential. I was just joking. Um, but I was I was out at Target picking something up, and uh, I, I'm I'm in the aisle grabbing. Uh, it was like allergy medicine or something. And uh, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, right, I hear a achoo, like someone sneezed, y'all. Okay. But you, you, you can't even imagine the chaos that had taken place as soon as that person sneezed. Like they sneezed and all of a sudden it was like a stick up, right? Like the moms were like, kids, come here, come here. Like grabbing their kids to, to pull them away. And, and there was this guy at the end of the aisle when, when this person sneezed, he, he was like, and I'm over here with, with my mask and I'm like, <laughs> like just, just freaking out like I felt so bad for that person that sneezed but honestly I I get it right like I get the fact that everybody is on edge and for good reason this thing this virus is no joke but here's what I'm realizing the longer that this goes on the longer that we find ourselves shelter in place the more you and I, as well as those around us, are going to need a sense of hope. A sense of hope to just remain sane. So this past week, I was flipping through uh, my Bible and I stumbled upon a book uh, in the Bible that I've heard of before, but I've never really delved into it. And, and, and so it's the book of Lamentation. It's a five chapter poem, essentially. And, and, and as I was reading this, this book, this, this five chapter poem, I, I began to just be in awe of how similar the situation is. So if you're unfamiliar with the Book of Lamentations, let me just give you a little backdrop. The author uh, is writing the Book of Lamentations uh, because he had just experienced something horrific in his life. In fact, not just himself, but 
but Israel in whole, they just, uh, they just witnessed the city of Jerusalem being conquered by the Babylonian Empire. Uh, the, the city of Jerusalem, it was invaded, conquered, and it now lies in ruins. In fact, in Lamentations chapter 1 and verse 1, the author says that the streets that once were, were full of people are now desolate, are now empty. He's saying that there's like no one in the streets. And I begin to read this and, and to just, just say, oh my goodness, this is so similar to what we're going through as a society, like we've been invaded by this virus that has caused everyone to be locked up and, and the streets that were once filled with life are now desolate. In fact, for the first two chapters of Lamentation, uh, the author describes how in shambles the city of Jerusalem now is. He describes in, in detail the effects of this invasion. And then he gets to chapter three and the tone, the mood switches because he, he no longer talks about the destruction of the city, but he now begins to let us know how the destruction, the invasion, the conquering of the city of Jerusalem, how it has affected him And I think that if we're honest, we can relate to how the situation around us has caused us to suffer internally, individually. See, maybe for you, suffering looks like job loss. Maybe for you, suffering looks like a relationship that has found tension. Maybe for you, suffering has to do with finances. But no matter, no matter the case, no matter what it is, here is this idea, this, the author writing how this, the city, the, what has happened in the city has affected him personally, has caused him to suffer. And I want you to get this, what he writes in this verse of 19 of Lamentations chapter three. Check this out. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. So here is uh, the author and, and he's, he's beginning to, to write to us about the, the, the suffering that he has gone through. In fact, he says that, that this suffering has caused bitterness, this, that this suffering has caused this moment in his, in his life, in his time, where, where when he remembers the loss that he has experienced, it's caused him to become bitter. Bitter at the situation, bitter at, at the circumstances, perhaps maybe even bitter at God. I wonder this morning if whatever suffering that you have incurred because of this 
virus. I, I wonder if we're honest, if it too is causing bitterness. See, this morning, what I want us to understand is that bitterness in our life due to the suffering that, we, that we're experiencing, that we can handle bitterness, bitterness in, in one of, uh, of two ways. The first way is, is we can allow bitterness to, to destroy us. We can allow bitterness to, to rob us of our faith. We can allow bitterness to bring us down. We can allow bitterness to be like the author and, and create this memory and this moment of, of anger. Or, and this is the goal for today, we can allow the bitterness to make us better. See, in verse 19, the author, he, he, he begins to let us know how the suffering does cause bitterness. But then he gets to this epiphany in verse 20. And I want to read this to you. Check this out. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. Okay, so I, I want you guys to catch what just took place. Verse 19 and verse 20 is the author reflecting on the pain and the suffering uh, that that has that this, this incident of, of the invasion of his city has caused him. It's allowed him to become bitter. But then he gets to verse 21 and he says something phenomenal. This idea that, that I become bitter until I remember this thing. And so what we're gonna look at in the next four verses are four things that this author continuously reminds himself of when he becomes bitter so that his bitterness can move him to becoming better. And so what I want us to do in the next few moments together, I wanna to give you four things in order to help us to move from bitter to better. And the first thing is we're gonna find it in verse 22 of Lamentations chapter three. Check it out. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercy never ceases. The first reminder for us to move from bitter to better is this, God loves me. When I find myself becoming bitter because of what I'm going through, I need to remind myself that God loves me. In fact, we read in uh, the famous verse, John 3, 16, that God loves you so much that he gave his son Jesus to die on the cross for you and for me. See, when I can begin to remind myself and establish this idea that God loves me, I can then understand that God has value. He sees value inside of me. And when I can understand that, that God, he, he sees that there's a value inside of me, then I can understand that he actually cares about me. So God's love for my life, God's love for me is a reminder that he cares for me because he sees value in me. 
This morning, I want you to understand the first thing as we move from bitter to better is that God loves you. That God sees value in you. That God cherishes you. And because there's so much value that he's placed inside of you, you have to understand and and begin to, to remind yourself that he cares about you. He cares about what you're going through, the sufferings that, that's taking place in your life right now. And so we continue on in verse 23. Check this out. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. The second thing that we need to remind ourselves in order for us to move from bitter to better is that God is merciful. Okay, so so when I remind myself that God is merciful, what it does is it creates a heart of gratitude in my life for what I have. See, uh, the the whole idea, the whole concept of of mercy is, is this idea of you and I not receiving something typically uh, in the realm of punishment, of not receiving something that that we deserve. And so when I understand and when I remind myself that God is merciful, it helps create a posture of gratitude in my life for the things that I already have, but also it helps to, to create a posture of gratitude in my life for the things that God has saved me from. Now, this is going to be hard for, for, for maybe for, for you to believe. But even with the suffering and even in the hardship, and, and I do want to pause and say, I don't understand everything that you're going through. I don't understand the dynamics and, and the details of, of your situation. But I do understand this, that God is merciful and that he continues to, to, to show us mercy, to save us from the things that 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 we that, that that could bring us to our knees. In fact, the author of Lamentations he continues on. He, he he doesn't just just say that God is merciful, but he also he also defines this idea of mercy because he says that God's mercies are new every morning, y'all. That is great news. See, that's great news because even if I didn't, even if I wasn't grateful for his mercies yesterday, it doesn't mean that he's going to hold me to that because today's a new day that if, if I didn't appreciate his mercies yesterday, man, today's a new day. And I can say, God, I thank you for the mercies that you're showing me today. The things that you are saving me from today. God, I thank you that you are full of mercy. The author continues on. Let's read this. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. So once I remind myself of God's love and his mercies, it helps me to believe that God is all I need. So the author, he's reminding himself that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, God is his portion. 
In other words, he, he's saying that, that God is all he needs in order to find the peace necessary to move from becoming bitter to getting better. This is huge. See, you and I, we need to get to this place where we can understand and internalize and trust that God is all that we need in order to find peace. Now, this may be a hard thing to swallow if, in fact, you are turning uh, towards peace in, in some other way. But here's what I love about, about the peace that surpasses all understanding, as Scripture says, or the peace that comes from God is, is the author says that, that the Lord is his portion. Now he can wait on the Lord. See, when, when I choose to, to internalize and trust that God is, is everything that I need, my soul can rest. My soul doesn't have to become antsy and anxious and, and waiting. When is this going to happen? How is this going to work out? What is this going to look like? Because I understand that God is my portion, that he's everything that I need. See, if, if you've ever been in this place of, 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 of hopelessness or this place of brokenness or or where you just feel like you just there's no rest for your soul you understand how that brings about uh, anxiety of trying to figure it out on your own here's the great news of Jesus he says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light that, that in fact you don't have to try and figure it out on your own because God is all that you need. This morning, I want you to, to just begin to internalize, God, you're all I need in this moment of suffering, in this moment of bitterness. Now let's read the last verse as as the author gives us the last antidote that he reminds himself in order to move from bitter to better. Check this out. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to the one who seeks him. Okay, so the fourth and final thing that we have to remember in order for us to move from bitter to better is this, that God is good. That God is Good, I love that. I just love saying that. God is good. But I think it's important to understand the, uh, the stipulation, if you will, in this verse. Because it says, uh, the author writes that God is good to those that seek Him. Now, now I want to point out that, that whether you seek Him or not, that God is good. God is always good. That your mindset of how you view God doesn't change the goodness of God. And so that's not what the author is saying here. But in fact, what, what I feel like the author is trying to get across this idea that, that God is always good. 
But when you seek God, that's when you individually, individually have this revelation of how good God is. See, here's the deal. I can tell you how good God is until I'm blue in the face, but it won't be nothing until you begin to seek God yourself to, di- to, to discover and to realize how good he actually is and so the author is letting us know hey please understand that god is good but 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 you will never believe that until you first seek him for yourself and realize how good and fat he truly is this morning my hope for you is in this moment that we're in as as things draw out and and whatever normal was in the past as as it begins to to kind of fade away into what we're experiencing now i want you to know that when you feel like you are becoming bitter bitter at the situation bitter at family members bitter at relationships maybe even bitter at god my hope is that just like the author that you can remind yourself that God is love that God is merciful that God is all you need and that God is good and the author writes something that I want to end with this morning in chapter 5 of the book of lamentations It's a second to last verse, but but I think it's so vital really in revealing why we can't allow our sufferings to to draw us to become bitter, but rather to transform them into becoming better. And here's why this concept is such a big deal. Let's read this together. Restore us to yourself, O Lord. that we may be restored renew our days of old i hope you caught that this idea that the author once he allows himself his, he allows his suffering uh, to not make him bitter but to make him better he's able to step into this process in this prayer of restoration of him saying god restore me restore my hope restore my peace restore to me the days of old see in this verse lies the importance of why we need to move from bitter to better is because in order for us in order for restoration in our lives to take form to take heart we have to change our mindset and mentality of who god is in our life. And once we can do that, once we can understand that God you are, that you love me, that you're merciful, that you're all I need, then then we can understand. Then we can get to this place, this process of God now that I'm better. Now that I've changed my perspective of who you are, now I can trust and believe that you can restore me. that you can restore my hope that you can restore 
everything that has been taken away from me. I want to take it a step further. In fact, this is my prayer for you this morning. That as you allow God to move you from bitter to better, that he begins a restoration process in your heart and in your mind. A restoration process that helps you to understand that he is faithful to you and to me. And as this author prayed that God, you would restore us to days of old, my prayer for you is that, God, you would restore us even greater than what we have lost. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.